0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. What is the world's funniest joke? Well, a scientist has an answer to that question. According to Wikipedia, in 2002, an English psychologist surveyed hundreds of thousands of people from around the world, and he came up with what is now considered the world's funniest joke. Here it is. Two hunters are out in the woods when one of them collapses. He doesn't seem to be breathing, and his eyes are glazed. The other guy whips out his phone and calls 911. He gasps, My friend is dead. What should I do? The operator says, Calm down. I can help. First, make sure he's dead. There's a silence. Then a gunshot is heard. (laughs) Back on the phone, the guy says, Okay, now what? (laughs) What makes this joke funny? Like all jokes, it makes us laugh because the outcome is totally unexpected, a complete surprise. Many great thinkers have given serious attention to analyzing what makes something funny. Plato, Aristotle, Kant, and Schopenhauer all agree. Humor comes from what they call incongruity. Sigmund Freud devoted a whole book to asking, why does someone slipping on a banana peel make us laugh? The answer? Because we don't see it coming. It's a total surprise. We often use the word joke to refer to something not to be taken seriously or not worthy of our attention, as in, that movie was a total joke. But a joke can also be a serious matter. It can be applied to anything which turns out differently than we expected. In the Christian tradition, Easter might be called the great cosmic joke. That's because on Easter, God has the last laugh on Satan. On Good Friday, Satan thought that he had won. Jesus was dead on the cross. The forces of love were defeated. The story was over, and it had ended badly. But then, boom, Christ is risen. The powers of evil and darkness are overcome. No wonder the disciples are incredulous when they ran to the empty tomb. This is not supposed to happen. Dead is dead. Some biblical commentators have even suggested that when the risen Lord later appears to the disciples in the upper room and says to them, peace be with you, shalom in Hebrew, a better translation of that word would be surprise or even boo. The resurrection is the most unexpected event, the most important joke in the history of the world. Now don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying that the resurrection is a joking matter. Don't anybody misunderstand me on this and write a letter to the bishop. (laughs) What I am saying is that the resurrection is the greatest surprise, the greatest aha moment, the greatest joke with a capital J in the history of the universe. A friend of mine this morning on Facebook kind of summed up my whole sermon in a little in a little posting that uses tweet language, Twitter language. It has a picture of Jesus emerging from the tomb and at the top of the picture it says Y O L O. You know what that means? Okay. Then it has a picture of Jesus and then at the bottom it has JK just kidding. And LOL laughed out loud. In the Eastern Orthodox tradition, the great joke of Easter is celebrated in a very special way. Right after church on Easter Sunday, the congregation chases their priest around the church, pelting him with water balloons and laughing their heads off. Now, I thought of trying this out this morning, but the dean convinced me it would not be a good idea. Easter afternoon is a time for sharing jokes over good food and wine. Easter is a day for great hilarity, for laughing and sharing the great and good and totally unexpected news. Death is not the end. God has the last laugh. And this is nothing short of hilarious. I like the Eastern Orthodox approach we can get overly serious about our faith and about the resurrection. We can struggle with different theories about what actually happened at the empty tomb. Or we can talk theologically and dogmatically about how Jesus' death brings us life. We might fall into the trap of seeing the resurrection story only as a metaphor for the coming of new life, appropriate to the return of spring. But to see it as God's cosmic joke, that gives us an edge of holy hilarity that breaks us out of our usual ways of thinking. Don't forget, it's God's nature to work in unexpected and surprising ways. Just look at Jesus's ministry. Everything that Jesus does and says, confounds people's expectation of what the Messiah was supposed to be. His whole ministry was shockingly countercultural, from the way that he spoke about God, calling God his daddy, to how he broke all the rules of the Jewish law of his time, even down even to, to the people that he hung out with, the losers of his day. When Jesus speaks, he often says, You have heard it said to you, but now I say to you. Or in Monty Python's words, And now for something completely different. The emergent church historian Doug Paget, in his new bestseller entitled Flipped uses that word to describe Jesus' life and ministry. Jesus flipped everything, He turned all religious assumptions upside down. He challenged all the traditional expectations of who God is and how we are supposed to act. The religion of Jesus' day taught that God was up there. Jesus says, God is within you. The religion of Jesus' day said that you had to make temple sacrifices to please God. Jesus said we're already the beloved children of God, pleasing in his sight. Most churches and hierarchies today say that the only way you can be saved is if you follow their doctrines or follow their rules. Jesus says you're saved already. In the world, the purpose of life is to get ahead. Jesus says the purpose of life was to love God and your neighbor. The system says we win by violence. Jesus says, turn the other cheek. The list can go on and on. But the most important flip that Jesus made is this. Common sense tells us that entropy wins. All things decay and fall apart. And that dead is dead. Jesus says, behold, I live and you Live with me. Flip. Surprise. Banana peel. Ha-ha, world, the joke is on you. By extension, the tables are turned on a lot of other things that we have come to accept as normal, but which Jesus' resurrection has blown away. For those who think that when we die, our existence comes to an end, Karl Marx, Sigmund Freud, Sam Harris, and Richard Dawkins, well, you know what? The joke is on you. For the haters of the world who think that hate is stronger than love, Rush Limbaugh, Governor Mike Pence of Indiana, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, well, guess what? The joke is on you. Those who think that terror and violence is the answer, ISIS, the Ku Klux Klan, the NRA, well, guess what? The joke is on you. On a personal level, it means that those things we thought might defeat us, our physical pain and illness, our anxiety and guilt, our self-centeredness and our grief, surprise, surprise, they're not the end of the story. Evil doesn't win. Life does. We all have heard lots of jokes in our lives. The trouble is we usually can't remember any of them. The jokes we do remember are the ones we've told over and over until they become part of us. We all have our favorites. We start with, did you hear the one about, and our friends throw up their hands and say, oh no, not again, but that doesn't stop us. We go on anyway. It's the same with the great joke of Easter Easter we come to church this morning to hear again the most amazing and surprising and joyful story, to be reminded of the cosmic punchline. Life is the end of the story because Christ has risen indeed. I hope that you will leave this place this morning with a smile on your face and a song in your heart. And when you meet those people in your life who are in darkness, and despair, you will remember to say to them, Have you heard the one about Jesus?